and welcome to the Midweek War Stories. What? I like it. Midweek, baby. Sexy. W- I thought I was here for the Thundercast. Well, you kind of are, as it, with this Midweek War Stories, is now WCW Thunder versus WWF's SmackDown. That makes sense, because I got a really threatening phone call uh, earlier this week. Did you? Didn't really understand what it was. It was some angry guy. You could tell he's buff and shit. But he was yelling at me on the phone saying that I could take my sweet little Thundercast, shine it up, turn it sideways, and stick it up my candy ass. You know what's funny? It's fucking rude. I got essentially the same call. It's fucking rude. It was weird. Hmm. So, it's now a battle midweek between WCW and WAF. Not just Mondays. It's now on Thursdays for now. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with... The Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Hey, hey. I forgot I was supposed to say something. <laughs> that's, that's your thing. <laughs> no Cells, living legend, Mike Poople. Hi, everybody. Mike, you can take your, your bow. So while he's taking his bow, let's uh, get a little serious. Yes. And say that if we're being honest with ourselves, this was inevitable once Thunder debuted in January of 98. Correct. Um, even though Bischoff himself and all the wrestlers desperately did not want another TV show because they knew... It would stretch the creative and tire everybody out. And not the wrestlers. We're talking about the fans at home. Mm-hmm. But TBS mandated it, and they own the company, paid the bills. You're doing it. Vince held off as long as he could, but that money deal from UPN, little too good to pass up. So guess what? God damn it, pal. We're, we're going to do another two-hour show, too. And uh, this is not the main reason, but one of the main reasons that old Vinnie Rue books. It very much is, because he all of a sudden had to do he twice. He also was not a fan of the extended yeah. work hours. and He was not a fan of doing twice the amount of creative uh, for no extra money. Which he's not wrong about, no, by the way. No, because Vince let it be known that nobody was going to be getting any extra money for doing well, twice the work and travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the wrestlers weren't exactly thrilled either. Nope. Um, because their workload doubled. Uh, it used to be there would be a live Raw on a Monday, mm-hmm. and then the very next night they would tape the next week's Raw, then be off TV for two weeks. They would do house shows. But now, Monday's a live Raw, and Tuesday's the SmackDown taping. Every it's live to single tape, so it's... week. Yes. So yeah. we're now... <clears throat> excuse me. Now we're going to... Raw is going to be live. Every week. Every week out. now. Every week. Because of this. Interesting. It's funny to think that it took... Adding SmackDown to finally make Raw live every week, which, yeah, right? Like, what? what so weird. What took him so Raw. long? You know what I mean? Like Nitro, money. yeah, yeah, money, yeah, money. It was yeah, cheaper. Nitro's live every week, and then Raw's like well, every other. The the price of going live <laughs> with every show is huge. Uh, even now, the, the the thing now is that they just get such ridiculous TV contracts that it offsets a it lot offsets of the cost. To be in live every all the time. Yeah. So. Shall we get into this week? And let's see how Thunder does against Hey, they actually built storylines last week and promised some matches, including a tag team title match. They did. So let's see see if they uh, follow through on that one. In Saginaw, Michigan. I'm sorry. I was born in a band. Sorry. Take me home country road. I'll let you country hits. If you want, I'll let you continue, Take me home country road. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I always thought it was kind of weird that an old country song was about being born in Saginaw, Michigan. Well, you know. Which, uh, Saginaw, Oregon. 
is not Saginaw, <laughs> Oregon. But the thing, the thing the two have in common are they are not country at all. No, anywhere near the South. Nope. Nope. Well, let's go. Let's go to the South, shall we? By not South, I mean Texas. As we're no, still, that's we're the Sag- South. Saginaw, Michigan, buddy. No, we're not. Oh, that's the next week. I we're told in, you. I watched both. We're in, we're in Lubick. Yeah, we're in Lubick, Lubick still. Lubick. Again. Lubick. We're in Lubick. And I was shocked they referenced it at some point in the show. I was like, oh. Yeah, we are in Lubbock. Maybe they just, uh, why fight it? Said, fuck it? Yeah, I mean, why fight it? Yeah. It's it's one of those things of, of course, we're, uh, oh, wait, they're doing a live show this week? All right, it'll be taped. They're not going to go live on live. It's the old theory. Notice neither company. The few times Nitro has been taped, they don't advertise it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Raw never advertises the weeks they're not live. They don't say it. Uh, uh, there's a theory that if it's not live, people won't watch as much. That's been debunked time and time again yeah. with ratings, but that's the theory. How great if like Jim Ross started giving away Thunder spoilers? That would be amazing. <laughs> why? Why? Why flip the channel? Fucking you amazing. got you got Lodi and his gay brother <laughs> versus. The disciple, a former, you know, hack. some barber, yeah, some barber from Connecticut. Hey, Rooster, Rooster, you got anything to say about that? How fucking amazing would that have been? That would. They flipped it on him, like fuck you, or fuck your B show. If, if they weren't still embroiled in a lawsuit, they probably would have done that. Amazing. Well, we're in Lubbock still, August twenty sixth, nineteen ninety nine. Is it? We haven't missed a week. But it certainly feels like August has been way longer to go through yeah. than other months recently. Yes. Hmm. It, it's, it's the, it, it, you're right, because of the fact that every, every week we do a show, I'm like, hey, we're in a new month already. Look how fast this month's going. And now in August, it's like, August we're still in August. August is just kind of drifting do, by. It, do you think it's maybe because of the fact that it's back-to-back pay-per-views and that takes a lot out of us? I to, think back-to-back pay-per-views is a big part of it. WWF's programming has been good. Uh-huh. Um, WWE's has not been great, but it it's better than June was. Well, the issue is, is I was just thinking about it. There's five Mondays in August. Oh, yeah, that's, that's why. So there's that's, five fucking shows. That's, that's why. Plus and, two pay per views. Yeah, and we got one more. We have one more Monday night. <laughs> yeah, it's September. That's what it is. <laughs> that's Jesus a lot of Monday. Those five Monday uh, months are... Jesus, uh, you know dude. what? I prefer the five Fridays when you get paid three times. <laughs> yeah, I wish those happened every month. I know. So let's start this pay, uh, show hey, off with... Uh, it was a pay-per-view. <laughs> I was about to. This, this is a pay-per-view. A, I mean, it's, it's kind of like wild. It's a long month. Um, I want my money back. We started off with, with, with the network telling us that there might be some technical difficulties. Oh. That's yeah. for you guys. I did not get that. Okay, what are the what are the technical difficulties when that? I when think that comes it's up? like when like they. It could be that some of the tape was so bad they had to just cut it off. I've seen shows on the network where a promo ends rather mm-hmm. abruptly, or there's been like. Uh, Is that how they get around the hard edits? They say technical difficulties because we'll I mean, get to a match later. It could. <laughs> I mean, it could be, but mine had that same hard edit, and it was live off TV, and there was no. Okay. So let's start the show off with Public Enemy as they come storming to the ring as oh, Thunder starts. You know why? Because it's Thursday and la di da di da we likes to party. Uh, you can't hear commentary for a little bit to begin the show. Uh, a lot of it. Um, yeah. as now, is that during the entrances or during the it's show? It's during the beginning of the match. 
Mm-hmm. It's for a while because they're facing Sid in a handicap match. There's probably two minutes where there's no commentary. Yeah. Oh, weird! I didn't notice that online. Yeah, weird. it's just flattened, edited. I think you found your. I think you found your technical difficulties because on mine it worked fine. Mm. <laughs> uh, this match alone was just a squash match. Um, it is. It is Zabisco and Tenedo, so I don't know who won the who won in that one. Me or you guys? Mm. Uh, when they came back, uh, Larry was just shitting all over the Sid gimmick. Like, oh, fuck. Like, really, Larry? Thanks. The- yeah, I've noticed he doesn't really help <laughs> matters, dude, if he doesn't like it. Like, we get it, but the the point is you don't say anything about You're it. You're supposed to sell it. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, no, nope, not 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 Sid. Not uh Larry. Uh, he doesn't give a fuck. Oh, uh, this match was a squash match. Uh Sid double choke slams both men to uh win. Sid never takes off his jacket. Uh, I know I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I mean Public enemy is pretty low on the totem pole. Yeah. Uh, Sid talks into the camera after the match saying like the same stuff he's been I doing. I don't need a partner. Hell, I don't even need to take off my vest. Yep. <laughs> uh, that match went two minutes and 34 seconds. Jesus. Jesus. It felt so much longer than that. It did. Uh, we got a promo for Coach, Coach Buzz Stern. Is, it's the promo from last week. It's this, late 1999. This thing is dead on arrival. This already. is so fucking terrible. How yes, could they is. think this was in any way, shape, or form better than Glacier? Like, what... Were they trying to spoof at this point? Southern football coaches? I'm trying to. High school football coach? You know the type. Because, like, was the... Varsity Blues out around the time? Yeah. 99. Varsity 99. Blues came out in 99. But I doubt. There's of no... all the characters. John Voigt's character from Jeez. Varsity Blues. Uh, remember the Titans? Maybe he's Herman Boone. Maybe. He's <laughs> a white. Maybe he's Bill Yost. Bill Yost. Yeah, he's Yost. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is fucking terrible, dude. It's, yeah, Bill Yost. Yeah. Uh, it's Coach Bill Yost. <laughs> Fuck Mustard. It's Coach Bill Yost. <laughs> Either way, it's not good. Well, let's move on to our next match and see if this one's good. As it's a six-man tag, the new tag team champions of the West Tex Rednecks of Barry Kendall and Bobby versus the Filthy Animals of Eddie... Ray and Kidman. I didn't see the belts. Yeah, the belts never came out. That's weird. That's weird. They won on Monday. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Crowd's really behind the Filthy Animals. They uh, really uh, back and forth match between both teams. Uh, Ray goes to the Rough Rider and acts like he got hit. I didn't see him get hit, but commentary plays it off that it was Henning who did it. It's a phantom hit. Nice. Kind of like their phantom belts. Uh, Kidman does, uh, Kurt pulls Ray out and starts to beat him up. However, Kidman uh, does a baseball slide in, uh, into Kurt. This is like the highlight for me of this match is Kidman is beating up Kurt and Kurt's hat flies off him. <laughs> However, Kurt slaps the hat back into, like into there. So it doesn't go in the crowd as he's getting punched. He doesn't care. He flicks the cowboy hit back onto the he's ground. He's that perfect. Every yes. once in a while. He reminds you that oh, Mr. Yeah. Perfect was an apt gimmick. It, yeah. Remember remember the hat he gave yeah. to old Slick? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Catches it. It was amazing. It, it, it blew my mind just watching because he's like, he's he's taking the punches and then the hat goes flying and then he gets hit again and the hat goes further away. But he falls back into the crowd and then whoosh, hits it back and is like, nope. No, no, no. It's only Kurt Hennig could have yeah. done that. Only Kurt Hennig. You're not getting my hat. I'm sorry. You where, know? Okay, so how, where do you rate that? 
on the perfect scale. Mm. Where I would say a perfect 10 the towel, would right. be the towel at King of the Ring 93. Yeah, the towel. Behind the back, perfectly on Hughes' shoulder. The towel. I mean, that's a 10. The pencil. The him pencil bouncing is, that's off. A nine. That's like a nine. 9 for me. Where does this fall? That's pretty impressive. I'll give it like a 6. Like a six, 6 and, and a half. half. Yeah. 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 I think him uh, catching the hat was a little bit more impressive because yeah. it's a hat and you don't know how. And he uh, wasn't even looking. Yeah. Uh, who is the most over person on the Filthy Animal? Eddie. Yeah, so, yeah. Depending on the town, yeah, so right? far it's been Eddie. I mean, it's Texas. I mean, it's, yeah, it's Eddie here for sure. But and it also depends the demographic. If it's a lot of girls in the audience, it's Kidman. probably Kidman. But most weeks it's Eddie. And it's a little surprising too because of the fact that Eddie just turned face. I think it's because the people wanted to cheer him so bad that now that they did that and kept it, they're just they're, they're fucking thrilled. Yeah, it's a great team, man. Who gets cheered less in the Revolution? That's a different. <laughs> uh, Eddie hits a drop kick on Duncan, who's sitting on the top turnbuckle. That allows Ray to hit a top rope Frankenstein for the win. After the match, the Rednecks attack all three until Harlem Heat comes out and makes the save. Weird that um, Tag Champs are doing a job on. Hmm, that's weird. Right uh, after winning those belts, there was a <laughs> the, the ending of the match was just chaos. Uh, I, I guess. Yeah, let's go to the shake of the hour already, guys. Already? Yeah. Fuck, it's uh, early. Well, yeah, because it's Mean Gene. Mean Gene's got to be in bed early on Thursdays. Uh, mean Gene, and he brings out Sid and Rick Steiner. Goddamn, Sid gets up too much TV time. Um, Jesus Christ. Gene uh, asks Sid uh, what Sid's record is at, and he goes, I don't know. I just keeps on counting it. It keeps going up. Um, I like the fact Sid's being polite to the crowd. It's like, hey, guys. Can you guys be quiet when I play? You know, please speak. Well, he's I, a psycho, so yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. Gosh, he's not gonna yell and scream. Can you please yeah. just keep it down? Keep he's it gonna whisper in your ear when he's slitting his throat. Yeah. Uh, Sid uh, says that him and Rick Steiner are the policemen, and they're wanting to stop the revolution before it even gets started. Checks out. Uh, they took out Sting and I'm Hogan. On board with that. Yep. They took out Sting and Hogan last week, and they will take out the revolution tonight. So one time I'm pro cop. It's Sid and Rick Steiner. We're going to promo for Berlin <laughs> as, you know. He's coming. He's coming. Just get here already, goddammit. Yep. Uh, and here's one of my favorite moments of the night, as it's the cat with Sonny Ono versus Prince Iakea. But first, <laughs> the cat comes out, and uh, the cat says he's the new sheriff in town. He's big, bad, and black. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I, I thought Sid was a cop. Are, are you the cop? Who's the cop? Too many cops. Yeah, too many cops. I think I'd rather have the cat as the cop. <laughs> uh, the cat says he loves this town uh, and he wants to show it off, so he stomps on the cowboy hat because all the rednecks that came out here. <laughs> um, Sonny Ono says that they have Prince out tonight. Cat tells him, like, wait, th- that the Prince? We have Prince here? Yeah. Uh-huh. I love Prince. <laughs> I love Prince. Bring him out. Prince, come on out. Sonny Ono starts to bring Purple Rain. Cat stops him because he's going to make him cry. I told you. It's just like the Saturday night with Al Green. <laughs> yeah, I love Al Green. This shit is gold with the cat. You're going to make me cry on Purple Rain. I, uh, as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, that's fucking funny. Like, I, I knew the punchline was coming, and it was still so good. Um, so, uh, they, uh, Cat says, get him out, get him out here. But then Prince Ikea comes out, and Cat's like, what the hell are you doing here? 
You're not the real prince. Yeah, the cat says, well, I guess I have to beat this prince up, so I'll beat him under three minutes. And if I don't, I'm never coming back to this town. <laughs> uh, the, cra- the cat tries to leave, but Odo reminds him of his three-minute promise. The cat wins with the red shoe. Uh, the match did go under three minutes, uh, according to my clock. The best part is that um, at one point, I think the cat called him Prince Guacamole, <laughs> which is... Hey, Prince Guacamole. What I now will refer to him as from now on. Sweet. Um, our next match is Harlem Heat versus the first family of Brian Nobbs and Hugh Morris for the W... Wait. We're so crowded. We're so jam-packed with action on the show. We had to skip the intros and just get them straight in the That's ring. That's right. Can't waste time. Um, but aren't, isn't this for a tag match? Well, the championship? Remember, they, annou- they made the plans last week for the tag title match, but they went and lost the belts on Nitro. What are you going to do? To them singing rednecks. We're gonna do, which I don't really understand since that push is well over. It ended earlier tonight. Like I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> this is one of the more confounding title changes in WWE. Which, to be fair, they're a company that has been known for some interesting title changes in its history, like, and this is one of the more interesting like, ones. They knew they had them losing to the Philly Animals in the can that was already filmed, yep. and you still okay. Uh, the commentary team brings <laughs> do bring up that this match is no longer a title match because of the first fa- uh, since the first family challenged them last week. I looked so hard for those belts. I looked everywhere on screen. For I those looked belts. too. Couldn't find them. Uh, this was a thunder special as this match uh, went eight minutes and thirty three seconds. By the way, the cat match went three minutes and one second. So he should be leaving town forever. Um, back and forth match. Jerry Flynn, favorite brother. Jerry Flynn gets involved, but accidentally punches Humors. Uh, Booker T hits the top rope drop kick on Hugh, and Stevie covers for the win. So, your winners is Harlem Heat, and at that time, and in that arena, your tag team champions. I didn't see no bell. Well, yeah, because there was a hard cut, no entrance for either or. As soon as the bell rang. As, as we came back from commercial, the bell rang. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we get another coach, Buzz Storm, or Bill Yost. Thank you. Uh, uh, he has them uh, training uh, always under his students. However, I do like the fact that his colors are a white hat, a gray shirt, and blue shorts. I wonder what those remind me of. Oh, his former previous uh, character. Yeah, don't worry about that. What are you talking about? All right, well, let's see how this goes, sir. Your favorite part here. Disorderly Conduct versus The Revolution of Shane Douglas and Dean Malenko. Hey, first time I ever rooted for Disorderly Conduct. So, <laughs> it's less than five times the entire year. It's still too many times for Disorderly Conduct to be on television. Way too many. Quick question for you. Since hey, you they're a Saturday Night Staple, sir. <laughs> Corey, since you watched it on your disc, yeah. did The Revolution come out to the pop that we heard them? Like, it was a Hogan-esque It was pop. giant. Yeah. No, they did not. <laughs> uh, like, it's one of those pops that you go, piped in or what? Just, like, it, like, yeah. it no. was it was like a return that nobody saw coming. You think the pop. Hardys returning in Mania. They're like, what yeah. the fuck is this? No, that very much did not happen on the actual <laughs> broadcast. What music was it? Um... Uh, I think it was, it was, uh, it was Dean's. Malenko's. It was Malenko's. Okay, you know, that's what they used on mine, so... They didn't even have to sweeten the audio for fake music. No, no, they came out, and it felt like uh, Hogan Rock at Mania. Like, 
the environment, like that was the environment that when Shane Douglas came out on that stage. Why the fuck would they do that? WCW, everybody. No, that would be WWE. Yes, the WWE yes, Network. Really. Why would they? they they're, do a, that? they're a big Shane Douglas marks. They are not. <laughs> you know, somebody want, somebody was leaving, and was pissed at Vince. Yep. Because we all know how Vince feels about Shane Douglas. Like, fuck you, Shane Douglas is over. Like, you know, look like fucking Hogan on this fucking show, motherfucker. <laughs> um, during this match, Dean Malenko like never gets in the ma- ring. <laughs> He was uh, like, I which fucking to be part of well, this I'm shit. Sorry, I'm, sorry, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. He doesn't get hit. Like, if you watch him in the beginning of the match, he it squashes Tough Tom or Mean Mike. Well, I mean, he told him, he's like, motherfucker, I'm not playing this yeah, game. Yeah, he's today. not playing that game. And then once Shane gets in, then Shane Douglas is the one that gets beat up by disorderly conduct. And then Malenko <laughs> comes in, gets hit maybe like twice, but then hits the, uh, puts on the Texas Cloverleaf to win the match for the Revolution. But yeah, Malenko is like, I'm pulling this card out. Me, uh, Tough Tom, and me, Mike cannot touch me. Shane, you can get your ass handed to. I'm fine with it. Uh, <laughs> Shane Douglas has been beyond bad in the ring. Well, actually, promo too. He just says the same thing every time. Bada bang, bada boom, bada. Oh, that's, that's that's DDP. Bada bingy. I don't know. Oh my god! Speaking Where's of the DDP Shane Douglas match. Speaking oh, of DDP. Soon. Speaking of DDP, let's go to the ring with me and Gene oh, with DDP. Me. As uh, DDP brings up that he has a hit list, guys. Sting, Goldberg, and Hulk Hogan. I'm going to give you my uh, notes for this. Yeah. Who cares? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> as he puts it, Sting's toast. He's going to kick Goldberg's teeth down his throat, and he owns Hogan. What are you talking about? After watching Shane Douglas in the ring, I thought this was The Rock. Didn't say I like it. I was just like so happy to see anybody other than Shane Douglas. That I was like, yeah, let me hear the same fucking DDP promo for the 10th time in a row. I'd almost <laughs> rather see Shane Douglas. Oh, my God, Mike. I fucking loathe the DDP right now. Something just happened in my stomach. I'm not sure what it is. But. He is, uh, for me, man, fucking Dallas is, uh, he's, he's treading close to David Flair territory for me. Right what, now. I, I get this whole idea of him. Being that heel that you hate, but it's he's doing it again for me. Even in this time, it's in, that Jeff Jarrett go away heat though. It's not the in, kind of heat you want. In '99, for me, when he became a heel, I could care less for him. But now watching it again, it's even more like you can go away now. Because the best heat, the best heat is when you want to see the heel get beat up. Not like I just don't want to see you go the fuck away. Yeah, I'm. How's the, I guess the best way I could describe my feelings for DDP in this time in 99 is mildly indifferent. Which is bad. I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy him, but yeah. I don't have the feelings that you guys quite have. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, oh, well, do you think, do you think, do you think one reason why? Oh, and you're right, it is bad. Why? It's because of the fact that at this time in WCW, they're using all their big names in every freaking storyline that we can think of. DDP, look at him. He wants Goldberg, Sting, and uh, Hogan. He's feuding with Kidman right now so over does, his wife. So does Sid. Like, so is, so, yeah, so Sid wants all three men. All hands on deck because, one, we're... we're sh- I never thought you'd say this about WCW. We're short star power hmm. at Weird. the moment. Wow. And uh, nobody's watching us. So we're going to intertwiggle anything we can. And we're going to have the important guys on multiple times. 
which is a complaint I have for both companies right mm-hmm. now. Yep. Um, hey, just get some other people over. Um, so DDP has this promo, and then he has his next match. It, but it's against Chavo Guerrero Jr. And they start their mad, uh, match off with... Pull him out of the fucking mothballs. Uh, fat mom jokes. Your mama's so fat. No, your mama's <sighs> so fat. Uh, squash match. Uh, like DDP didn't know how to be a... A good, authentic heel. He's just doing every cliched heel thing. He was trying to be the cool heel like the NWO when he's not cool. Because you're See, like... like 49 years old. I don't even get the, that he's trying to be cool because he can't possibly think these mom jokes are cool. I th- like, actually think that he does. Is the really? thing. I think he thinks this is cool and this is, makes, makes him fun. He thinks he's the rock is what he thinks he is. Oh. And you, sir, are fucking not. I just I don't know what to tell you. I was going to say, at least he could do the, the, the baby face underdog character. Mm-hmm. At least he could do that. Yeah. Whatever he's doing now, it's, it's not good. It's not. Uh, DDP does win with like the TKO diamond cutter. <laughs> Who misses Randy Savage more, Corey, you or DDP in 1999? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a toss-up. <laughs> it's a toss-up at this point. Let's go to our main event, shall we? As Already? Yeah. That's quick. Yeah. Fuck. Sid and Rick Steiner versus the revolution of uh, Saturn and Chris Benoit. Howard, this is the right members. Right of the before the match, Sid tells Pinzer to tell the crowd to be quiet, or he, he or him and Steiner will leave and never come back. So they're pulling this uh, cat moves. Uh, Sid just stealing gimmicks. Works for the colored guy. Let's try. What, it. what are you talking? Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, he's still in the. He won't come back if they don't be quiet. Uh, he took Van Hammer's finisher. He took Van Hammer. Van Hammer's gone, yeah, sir. Van Hammer <laughs> 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 fucking disappeared. Hey, I'm the only. Tall, sweaty, blonde guy who does that move. Get the <laughs> hit the bricks. Van Hammer your ass on out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, back and forth match. Uh, Sid and uh, Rick focus on Benoit for a bit. Um, during the ma- uh, during uh, Sid power bombs Saturn and goes to the fi- uh, pin. However, uh, during that Benoit has Steiner in the crossface. Um, Steiner kicks the ref, so Charles Robinson runs down and makes the three count for Sid. Benoit gets up thinking that they won. However, Robinson raises Sid's arm because the three count. Uh, then Douglas and Malenko run down and chase off Sid and Rick to end Nitro. Uh, Thunder. I don't like the Robinson thing. It, it worked for Flair because he was a fan of Flair. It doesn't make sense with Sid. It doesn't, so he's not invested yeah. in it, so he's not as good. Well, it doesn't work with me because, and I thought this actually because I watched next week's ahead already, that he does the Sid shtick, and then two matches later he's just a regular referee. And it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, he should you know, only be with Sid right, if you're going to do this. One or the other. Yeah. You can't be like, you know. They had it, plenty of refs I, on I, do you think? Do you think it's because they saw something with Robinson when he was little Nate, that oh, how he was entertaining and he was great? Sure. So, but so then they went, um... What do we do? Um, he can be a normal ref throughout the day, but when Sid calls for him and he Sid threatens him, he has to be Sid, uh, Sid Stooge? Well, having heard that, that sounds stupid, so I'm sure that was WWE's thought process. Yeah, like, that's 100% what they thought, but again, he liked Ric Flair, so, you know. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, they could tell the story that he's intimidated by Sid. Sid tells you to come hold these fucking things up. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
They're not going to do that, though. No, it would take effort. <clears throat> so normally, we should be ending the show, but... Corey's high point. Low so point. Nope. No? No. No, we got to no. go we find gotta... what goddamn channel UPN uh, is. What the fuck is a UPN? I don't know. I was going to make a really bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> we all paused. We're like, nope, never mind. Not <laughs> better of it. We're in it. So it, let's... it would have had me included in that WCW lawsuit in 2000. <laughs> Retroactively. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that segue. Speaking of lawsuits, let's go to WWF SmackDown for August 23rd, 1990. And we are in Kansas City. Or 26th. Or 26th. 26th. Same day. Not bad. Yeah. It was filmed the 24th. So I was close. Where's, all these dates are wrong. You're, you're way off, dude. Yeah, 26. Sorry, for some reason I typed in 23 on my yeah, so, uh, notes. Hey Joe, uh, where get where get are we? We're in Kansas City. Hmm. What, what are we? Uh, the camper? What happened there, Corey? Uh, just three months ago, when Hart crashed to his death. Oh, that's right. And, and we're, we're back. We're just back here for some act down like nothing ever happened. Three months of the wounds aren't healed for most of the wrestlers. But uh, speaking of that, how are we gonna start off this show? Yeah, who's first? We're going to recap first. Um, Owen Hart? No. We, Jesus. <laughs> no. It just starts with a splat. And then the SmackDown you, you, you just hear this. And then... <laughs> so can I say, fuck, I miss this music. Oh, this, I missed the intro. The this opening. hit me in some kind of feels I was not ready yeah. for. Yes. So... Holy fuck, dude. 20, 20, 21 years later. Uh-huh. The, the whole thing's awesome. The music yeah. and the opening. But the part where it stops with the rest of beat just goes, mm, and the rock oh. does the smell, it's, and then Kane Pyro snaps the beat yeah. in again. So whoever edited that, <laughs> that was beautiful. Phenomenal. I, I love I love that video of like when it goes, and it's just the rock smelling the whole time. <laughs> it's, yeah. So it's the show, and then it's the same, it's the title sequence for the video game that comes out in about a year. It's this opening. Yep. Oh my. god. God, dude. Was, I, I miss it. love this opening. The song, I love the set. The set is like three rings. They get higher, bigger as you with get the, uh, oval with, tron. with the Ovaltron. With the Ovaltron. With one. With only one Ovaltron this week. There's only ever one. There's two. Isn't there two, one on each mm. side? You're thinking of the fist. Oh, I'm thinking of the fist. This is SmackDown. This is yeah, we're not getting fisted yet, Jeff. Not yet? This is just, yeah, there's only just one. Oh, okay. So, we get one Ultron. Oh, so, let's start the show off the with the... old logo. God damn it, man. Everything about this is great. Oh. The blue ropes. 12-year-old me is so excited. Everything about this is... And it's... I mean, I was a SmackDown guy from day one. Mm-hmm. From I, I vividly remember watching this fucking episode. So, if you're a SmackDown guy, Corey, let's, I can't wait to talk about this episode and see what you thought of basically the second episode. You mean, you mean the... Uh, this continuation of Raw's War from Monday? Yes. Uh, we start <laughs> off with a recap of Triple H. Triple H being the rock to get the number one contendership. Triple H pedigreeing uh, Stone Cold at SummerSlam. However, Mankind stealing it. Triple H attacking Stone Cold after the match. Triple H breaking JR's arm on Raw, which scarred me for a little bit. And then demanding a title shot. Shane making the match. Triple H winning the WWF Championship on Raw. And then we get the intro. What we just talked about. God damn, I missed that. So, uh, commentary for the tonight show. JR and Lawler. JR has a cast on his left hand arm. Um, I love I love it's the like generic cast because it doesn't go all like when I broke doesn't my arm. Hand. Yeah. I broke my arm and it and the cast went my entire arm and like around my thumb. Yep. This is just like the simple 
we're gonna we're gonna put some newspaper around you and color it white. Yeah, they paper mached his arm. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it probably was. I um, like I said, I had just read Jim Ross's biographies like um, less than a month ago, mm-hmm. and he talks about this particular episode. It's like an entire chapter just for how miserable this was. Yeah, about how even though he'd been doing commentary and he's the number one guy in the company for that, that Vince just screamed at him and micromanaged him to the point where he almost quit mid-show doing this one because Vince was so high-strung about it being on a brand-new cable network and people who are watching this, we have to treat them like they've never seen our show before ever. So he was just on him to, to dumb it down and... And treat everything like it's brand new and baby step everything. And and Lawler would get in on it. Because <laughs> Lawler, Vince never, ever yeah. yells at Lawler because Lawler just doesn't give a shit. He'll, he'll just like, ignore him and do whatever he wants him. anyways. He'll like, he just doesn't. So halfway through, even Lawler, he would start yelling at Lawler to yell at Ross. And he's like, yeah, you having fun yet? <laughs> um, and he knew for sure. He's like, this will be my only week doing SmackDown. Because... <laughs> It just ain't working. He, uh, which is a dumb mindset because look at the ratings. People are watching your shit, dude. Mm-hmm. You don't gotta be. There's no new people here. Like people came and found this, and he wasn't wrong because this is the only one for Jr. So mm-hmm. uh, until uh, two thousand eight. We show off with a promo with of the course we did. with the new WF champion Triple H with China. <laughs> Triple H has to gloat about how he's the new WF champion. Uh, as he's gloating, we see The Rock n- looking at a weird angle at the TV. So. <laughs> you got that Matt Hardy training. Yep. Uh, Triple H says he proved everybody wrong, saying that uh, with everybody telling him that he can't do it. Triple H says that he went through Stone Cold and Mankind. You can line them up, line everybody up, but whoever they bring out, he'll take them down one by one. Then The Rock comes out. Uh, Rock says, how dare you come out here and try to ruin the Rock show, SmackDown. Uh, if Triple H calls himself the game, well, his game sucks. Uh, Rock challenges Triple H to a match tonight. Um, two things uh, Triple H can do about it, nothing and like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple, H sa- Triple H says the Rock's not even in his le- league. Uh, and tells him to leave. The Rock responds with, the Rock could go back and then come out and restart this promo. Take the WF title and put some Icy Hot on that and stick it straight up your candy ass. That sounds painful. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Triple H says Rock couldn't even hold his jock. Wait a minute. You guys don't give yourselves Icy Hot enemas? You know I don't. No, no. no. You haven't lived. <laughs> uh, Rock, The Rock then walks down the ramp, proceeds to tell Triple H that he would stick his $600 pair of shoes up his candy ass. Um, HBK comes out and says he wants to make it official. Um HBK makes the match official for our main event for our the second over second ever SmackDown for the WWF Championship, guys. Triple H versus The Rock. Corey, I'll, I'll finish. You had no, some, go ahead. Oh, okay, I'll finish. Okay, uh, and and guess what, guys? Triple HBK is gonna be that special guest you referee. Don't say. I um I was almost tapping out already. Yeah. Yep. Uh, because holy fuck. A lot of things from this era worked great, and they held over, and they continued to do. One thing that hasn't aged well is the obligatory 
20-minute opening promo where at least one person interrupts, mostly two. And they say, in the most long-winded Vince McMahon verbiage available, what the main event for tonight's going to be. And I was like, God damn it, just get over it. Get to the fucking matches. Oh, this drove me nuts. Well, Sean especially, like, dude, just, we we know what the end was, just fucking say it, dude. Got, you got know it. he's being, he's, co- you know he's being coached, because that's, that's Vince McMahon talking in that yeah. very ring. Oh. Oh, well, guys, God. I actually enjoyed the Triple H rock back and forth. I did, too. Yeah. I actually thought it was fine until HBK came out. It was, like, I mean, oh, it was fine. I'm just tired of the nonstop 20-minute well, opening promo. So, Sean comes out, makes makes himself the special guest referee. That Fucking tired be, of that, that shit. That should be it, right? Nope. Shane McMahon comes out out of nowhere and says, you know what? I will be the next special guest referee. HBK says, sorry, Shane, you're a little busy tonight. Uh, he says, since uh, Shane had a four-star match at SummerSlam, and now he's a wrestler. That's a three-quarter. It's close. Uh, <laughs> hey, they were the dome. Yeah. <laughs> Target dome. Since he's a wrestler now, HBK can put anybody in a match, and since Shane is, he's in a match tonight with Mankind. Mankind comes out. Yeah, right. Mankind starts doing what The Rock does. Starts doing the play-by-play on what he's going to do when he gets to the ramp. That was kind of funny. And Mankind's here for the dozens and, and dozens. dozens of the and Mankind I love that, like, fans. A dozen people said it. That was <laughs> fucking actually phenomenal. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And then <laughs> Rock and Mankind meet up at the bottom of the ring, uh, uh, bottom of the ring, and then they begin to brawl with Triple H and Shane until the posse comes out and attacks the Rock and Mankind. However, the faces get over the heels, rock, rock bottoms, abs, and peak gas. I'm already spent. I, uh, well, I watch, watched these shows for this kind of thing. I didn't watch Raw Smackdown for the matches. I, I enjoyed the, the storyline aspect of it and the promo aspect of it. I was right there with you at the end, Corey. I was like, holy fuck. Fuck, this is taking forever. Yeah, like, I'm fine with promos My and shit on TV. God, this took forever. It's this particular WWE trope of beginning show, 20-minute yak <laughs> fest that it, could be half the time. You know what I mean? And, and I know uh, Vince uh, did it a lot the year before, but, uh, well, look who's really doing it. And look who's still doing it. Mm-hmm. Triple H starts the show, and Triple H starts no shows. Still doing the same thing. It's uh, funny how things change or stay the same. Uh, yay. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And uh, I was like, cool, this is just raw. It was I like mean, 24 minutes. It took forever. Mm-hmm. You, Com- could, you could say what you want, and it's normally a negative. But Nitro and Thunder at least feel different. And it's because you know the important shit's going to be on Nitro. Yeah. And you're probably going to get more wrestling on Thunder, but at least there's a difference. So far, right out the gate, this could be raw. Mm-hmm. Without question. Which is a good and a bad thing. The pros are, I mean, you continue to make SmackDown feel special and feel like it matters. Because very much there are weeks where Thunder does not matter. Well, <laughs> but I'll say don't worry, that catches up here pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna say nothing matters, but it did. It only took a couple months for you figured out the important stuff will happen on Raw. Yeah, 
semi-important stuff will happen on SmackDown. Uh, commentary brings up that we have a triple threat tag match tonight, guys. X-Pac Kane versus the Acolytes versus Undertaker and Big Show. Those are three giant overteams. Yes, they are. Fine with that. Yeah, I yeah. can't complain. It's... We we get the ring debut of Chris Jericho. As he's fucking God. As he's taken on the road dog. Should have been a pay-per-view, but you know, whatever. And you know what, though? I will say that I'm for it because maybe, I mean, he's been on Raw, but it's but he's wrestling on SmackDown. Maybe they're going to have particular talents who are who specialize doing things on particular shows. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jericho's the bulk of Jericho's work will be on SmackDown, where even though he's on Raw, it'll be promos and whatnot, which is not the worst way to go. Right. If you want to get people to another show, have have one of the guys like it was like in 2015 they had Cena as the U.S. champ on Raw. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan is an Intercom champ on, on SmackDown. And those belts pretty much stayed there. I mean, they appeared on each other's shows. They could. But you knew if you wanted to see Daniel Bryan defend the Intercom title, you had to watch SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst idea to do. I, uh, it always strikes me week to week. And I think I prefer the Nitro way of doing it. Where, like, you know at some point you're going to get a Hogan promo. It never opens the show. Yeah. It's always like in the middle of the show. I kind of wish WWE would do that. Yeah. Like, like imagine this SmackDown if it starts with Jericho's music. And he if comes it on Wrestle's Road. starts Dog, with Jericho. And he does what he does. So yeah. Like, I'm not against the like the Triple H and Rock having the promo. It's just that it, it starts a, every show, yeah. like you said. It was a serviceable promo. Yeah. Um, I, it's, a, it's a real nitpicky thing. Mm-hmm. But it bugged me that Rock used the stick something up your candy ass twice in twice. the same promo. Yeah. It bugged me. I was like, come on, Rock. I was like, come on, you already did it. Like, you actually have, you have more hits to yeah, do. You, you can just do other stuff. You mm-hmm. did that one two minutes ago. Come on. Um, yeah, they could have easily done it. Like, but then again, WWE, Vince likes to uh, make a sandwich. Yeah. The opening promo is the first piece of bread, and that mm-hmm. tells you what's going to happen. Then there's some shenanigans at the top of the second hour. And then the last piece of bread is the main event at the end. That's how he likes to do it's, it. Yeah. Not a bad way to book a show. Spick it up every once in a while. Yeah. Just, you know. Variety is the spice of life. That was done in a Motel 6, I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you. Oh, come on. That was Super 8. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, we, we go backstage and we see Jarrett, Deborah, and Miss Kitty walking to the ring. Oh. And I'm Mr. already fucking out of this shit. And Mr. Ass is walking to the ring. So our first match for this SmackDown, Jeff Jarrett with Deborah and Miss the, Kitty versus Mr. Ass. The first fucking match in this goddamn arena is Jeff Jarrett. You couldn't give him the fucking night off, dude. Really? No, we got to set up the angle between... Wait a minute, no. Billy Gunn and him are doing an angle. You fucking assholes. Heartless I swear pricks. to God... And you know, like, he's fucking thinking, like, hey, my friend died in literally that corner right over there. That's fucking cool. Yeah, well, right now, that's where you're going to take a fam asser from Billy Gunn, because we got a pay-per-view to sell. Like... Even though you two aren't fighting on it. Jesus fuck, man. Right? Ugh. Uh, Deborah tries to take her jacket off in the, in the beginning of the match, but she's just told to get off the apron. Uh, we have a back-and-forth match between the two. China comes down to the ringside. Miss Kitty tries to give Jarrett the guitar, but China steals it and nails Deborah with the guitar. Hard. 
Billy Gunn. Anybody else a little surprised that she took that bump? Yeah, I was. Uh, I don't know that she knew it was coming. <laughs> I don't know. Talk. I mean, thinking about who she. Uh, oh, she takes bumps. Who she gets married to, yeah. like very shortly. Yeah. You'd have think that would have at least brought up what? Can we? What? Uh, we have an idea. <laughs> fuck. Uh, no. Get the fuck out of her. Uh, however, during this melee, Billy Gunn rolls up Jeff Jarrett for the one, two, three. So your first match on yeah. this SmackDown, I get a dollar because a dollar. Billy the, Gunn rolls up Jeff Jarrett. It astounds me the continual, purposeful burial of Jeff Jarrett I, on every aspect of the business in WF continues. Okay. You're already a fucking dick for making him be here. He can't win the goddamn match. He Hell no. He can't win with a sharp... Nothing. Hell he, nothing. no. You fucking... So he gets bitched out by the dumb bitches. That's rude. Outside of the ring. And he loses to Mr. Ass, who Who's, just got off a feud, but who had the best ass. Like, yes, my God. Dead on arrival. <laughs> what I, an ass. Each, each fucking episode that we watch for this that goes on... Yeah. I am further and further on Team Jared on October 18th. I am, or 17th. I am so much like, yes, I'd have done more. I, like, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett had such go away heat with so many people back then, like in real time. It's not his fault. Not, not much has changed. Like, <laughs> look at what they do yep. to him. Yep. Specifically, this company. I don't blame him at all. And he keeps fucking coming back. This motherfucker's gonna own WWE one day. One day. This mother it's a long motherfucking con is what it is. That's what he is. He's it's a long con. Ha ha Ain't I great? And he burns that son of a bitch to the ground. He's gonna buy it with Ain't I great. He's gonna buy it with global gold. You gonna check into the SmackDown Hell? Yes, sir. Three sixteen. (laughs) What? Burn that son of a bitch to the ground. What? Uh, Jarrett checks on the ladies uh, after the match. Uh, China and Ar- Billy begin to argue for a second, and then Billy decides to go with his famous move, the moon part, to moon her. However, China low blows him. Uh, we go backstage with Lillian Garcia. The burial of Billy Gunn continues, too. Mm-hmm. Vintage China. We go backstage with Lillian Garcia and, and Al Snow. We, hey, she's we, a better backstage interviewer than she's a ring announcer we at can. this point. Uh, this is the part where uh, I would say, uh, when I was watching this with, with the producer, she goes, this is when China should have stopped with the uh, cosmetics repair. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. She looks good at this point. Yeah. Uh, Lillian Garcia tells Al Snow that WDF.com says that Bossman will be here tonight with Pepper. Snow begins to plead with Bossman not to hurt Pepper. Uh, we see backstage that we have that Jericho has Fink polishing his boots. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see Tess pacing back and forth as he's waiting for Stephanie to show up. Let's go to our next match as it's a triple threat tag match for the WWF Tag Team Championship as it's Kane and X-Pac versus Acolytes versus Big Show and Undertaker who come out with Paul Bearer. However, Undertaker has other things on his mind, so he joins commentary. Man, it was terrible. My God, he was bad. He calls this hard love for uh, Big Show. Big Show will be having this match by himself. Uh, where were we at? Uh, show gets tossed to the outside in front of the announced table, and Taker yells at him and slaps him to get angry. Big Show goes for a powerbomb on X Pac. Farouk tries to chop block him, but Big Show moves, and then Farouk has to do it again. <laughs> and then Bradshaw kicks him down, and then Bradshaw hits a big boot on the X Pac off Show's shoulders. 
No. Yeah, no, nah, I'm all right. Uh, the crowd, <laughs> the crowd is super behind no. Kane. Uh, Acolytes are attacking Big Show on the outside. Xbox hits a uh, second rope baseball slide onto Bradshaw on the outside. Big Show then one arm choke slams Xbox for the win. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Uh, I thought this uh, just buries your entire tag team division by having Show beat everybody by himself. Like it's supposed to beat him as a killer, but like it's, at the expense of two very good teams. It's yes and no because they try and do the save part of the fact that Kane's on the outside being <clears throat> double teamed by the acolytes, and then Kane uh, Xbox sh- saves Kane by doing the baseball slide, but then walks into the choke slam. But Shaw uh, kind of dominated the match. Yes, but I it's. I, in my mind, it's okay only because of the fact that he is a seven foot one giant, and that's what you're trying to portray him to be. Because if you want him in the echelons of, let's say, Undertaker, he needs to show that one day that he could beat Undertaker with ease. I think you could have accomplished the same thing against mm-hmm. Edge and Christian of the Hardys, though, and not sacrifice the acolytes and Kane but and X Pac. Do you think it's a one thing is because of the fact that Kane and X Pac. And the Acolytes have been around for a longer time than Hardys and Edge and Christian. And they're now starting something, and you don't want show to destroy the buildup of those two teams already? I think both of you make really good points. Of course, um, like, you're both fucking wrong. No, I think that <laughs> you both make really good points. You're right in that I'm never a fan of one person defeating a tag team, let alone two. two. Um, and they're both very high caliber, very pushed teams. Um, at the same time, you're absolutely right in thinking that you wouldn't want to... The thought process is those two teams are very over and can maybe take a loss, mm-hmm. where you would do more damage to Edge Christian and the Hardys if he just kills them because they're still coming up and you want the fans to believe in them. And if they're going to go in there and just get decimated by show, all the work you've done is already done, already thrown out. So you're both right. Um, and personally, I wouldn't have done it. Um if you're going to do it, have a... Do you draw an Albert then? And some other jobber ass yeah, tag team? You can either do teams you don't give a shit about at all. Or have some sort of... And I'm, I'm usually never a fan of this, but a schmoz fucking finish. Disqualification. Something like that. To where you're not actually beating the teams. But you've proven he's a like, badass. Maybe he does everything the same. He dominates the match. But at the end... X-Pot gets the upper hand. He's about to win, and Taker hits it with a chair. Just yeah, slides and hits him. Like like just some that shit like that. Spin. Yeah. yeah. That kind of a schmuck. So he doesn't beat two fucking teams by yeah. himself. Yeah. But it showed that he can dominate two mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. Which accomplishes what you want to do with him, but doesn't bury them. Um, it's, it, we're, we're, like, we're on the fence here. Like We're both like we're both right and both wrong at some points, but it's just like... I'm never right. I'm never I know. wrong. I know you are. <laughs> I was right. Uh, Mike's always right. I'm always wrong. There <laughs> we go. But yeah, it's just like... You don't want to bury the two teams coming up, but you also have the you have three teams that are super over right now, and the other two can take the L in this, a way. This is a byproduct of why the Monday Night Wars was in the long run bad for wrestling, because you had to up the ante so many times that you had to start doing shit like this that is not sound smart booking. It's going to hurt. Um, one of the things you're trying to push. Whereas if you were just if you weren't in this quote unquote competition and upping the ante all the time, you can just do a sensible, reasonable angle that made sense and got you from point A to point B 
and didn't hurt anyone. But we've seen the kind of damage to booking the Monday Night Wars done mm-hmm. for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The match itself was entertaining. Yeah. Like, no, I don't was good. shitting on the match. It was fine. Yeah. It was just flawed in execution. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go backstage and we see that Tess is still waiting for, for Stephanie, but she sh- shows up and Tess wants to know if she has an answer. If you guys remember, last Monday, Tess he, proposed. He popped the question. And she said, I love you, and walked away. So he asked, do you have an answer for me tonight? And she's like, yes. Well, what is it? She goes, and, yep, and walks off. Yep. And I was thinking, give her that test boot to the back yeah. of the head. <laughs> Bam! Uh, we see Big Boss uh, Man. Eventually, give him time. Yep. Uh, we come out to the ring, and Boss Man's out in the ring. He calls out Al Snow. Snow wants to know if Pepper's okay, and Boss Man says uh, he's okay and doesn't. And like, I don't care for the dog either. Boss Man says that uh, if you, Snow wants to see the dog again, all he has to do is put the t- hardcore title on the line in a championship match. Uh, Boss Man says that here we go get Pepper, but uh, Snow has to go get the title. So our next match is for the Hardcore Championship as Al Snow versus Big Bossman. Bossman brings out Pepper. Pepper has a muzzle on. And Bossman gives uh, King Pepper. Uh, Pepper pees on the King again. Uh, Snow does that, leans on the ladder on the ropes, and uh, Bossman runs into the ropes, and the ladder fall. Uh, Snow falls off the top of the ladder. The ladder then hits Bossman in the head. <laughs> Snow then throws the ladder into Bossman. Snow then goes over to uh, Pepper, but Bossman hits him in the back with the nightstick, covers him for the one, two, three, and Bossman steals Pepper again. God. I'm taking the belt, and I'm taking your damn dog. I hate everything about this angle right now. Literally. This, you know, this, this has the DDP go-away heat for mm-hmm. you, is this entire angle. And every time I see Al Snow on my screen... I almost suffer a concussion from how hard my eyes roll back in my head. It's brutal. This uh, Al Snow, at this point in his career, is a comedy character, which is fine. Um, wrong being a comedy character. This is terrible, but whatever. I definitely shouldn't be with Boss Man. This is ruining a great character, and yep. this is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and uh, I just felt bad for the dog, man. The dog did not want to be there. It's fucking yeah. frightened. I felt bad for the dog. I hate all this shit. It's just no good. This is one of those attitude era angles. You're like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Not everything was good, folks. And this I, is... I didn't like it then either. Now, this is not the worst angle yeah. in the attitude No, era. I didn't like it then either as right. well. But I didn't hate it. I don't. At least I don't remember hating it with this kind of... Same. Um, um, but it's not good. Not good. Mm-hmm. We go backstage and we see uh, X Pac and Kane arguing as Kane is le- X Pac is leaving, and he tells Kane that he should be on his own. He's tired of being the weak link. Kane responds with Sean. This is weird. So it looks like they're breaking up X Pac and Kane again. They did it like a month ago. Yeah, well, you know, you, you know how Vince is with tag teams. That's true. Uh, we see Al- uh, We see Jericho saying that uh, he's here to save the show. Then we see Al Snow, uh, they cut back to Al Snow, and he's waking up, and he's looking for Pepper, and he sprints up to the ramp. We see uh, Rock and Triple H just in their locker rooms getting, uh, waiting for tonight's main event. We see Al Snow looking for Big Boss Man. But let's go to our first, our next match. It's the Road Dog versus his wrestling debut for SmackDown, Chris Jericho. 
Uh, Road Dog hits a superplex on Jericho. Fink comes down and offers Jericho a drink, but Road Dog comes up, so uh, uh, Fink throws it into the Road Dog's face. Uh, Jericho grabs a table and puts it in the ring. Jericho tries to suplex Road Dog through the table, but the Road Dog reverses it and and uh, reverses it and DDTs Jericho with it. Jericho power bombs Road Dog and lifts him up again and puts him through the table with that with the second power bomb. We saw that in uh, W with him doing like the double power bomb, mm-hmm. but it's a little more impressive with the fact that it's Road Dog, not Road, a cruiserweight. Yeah, Road Dog, he, he is huge, but yeah. he's a bigger boy. And Jericho also isn't as small as WCW portrayed him as. He's not tiny. Yeah. No. Uh, Jericho then puts on the line tamer on the ro- on Road oh, Dog on move. when he's on the table. God, I love that move. Uh, Road Dog starts to sell the back. Uh, so the thing about this is Road Dog's selling the back during the uh, during the match. So this is him hurting. Uh, Hurting the back more. Uh, refs come out and pull Jericho off, but then he gets back, uh, puts the lion, lion tamer back on. They give us a recap of minutes ago of what happened between Road Dog and Jericho. We cut backstage with Jericho and Fink. They're talking about how good uh, he is, how uh, how good Fink is, and then they're near a TV monitor and they see Tony, Tony Chimmel talking. Jericho wants to know why is Fink back here, but not out there. Jericho then talks up Fink, and then we see Fink looks like he's running towards the ring. And then the Warriors music hits, and here comes Fink <laughs> running down the ramp, and he does all the Warriors, shaking the ropes and stuff. Fink starts talking trash about Chimmel, saying uh, he's hit or taking his job back, and he shoves Chimmel uh, down, tells him to hit the bricks, before, uh, but, but then Chimmel attacks the Fink. Uh <laughs> Jericho's watching the back saying, oh, that's going to leave a mark, as Chimmel kicks Fink out of the ring. Jericho comes down and yells at Fink. Then Ken Shamrock comes down for his match, but then shoulder bumps Jericho. Jericho tells Fink to go attack Ken Shamrock. <laughs> that's always a good idea. Shamrock, uh, as uh, he point, uh, Fink runs back down, taps Shamrock on the back, and starts pointing at him. But then uh, Shamrock grabs Fink's finger and looks like he's going to break it. However, Jericho sneaks up from behind and hits Shamrock with a chair. Jericho and Fink run off. What do you guys think? That's a lot. I had a I had uh, comments about the match, but that was like twenty minutes ago. Accurate. So, mm. uh, speaking of, let's do the promo time, shall we? Stephanie McMahon comes on out and she calls out Andrew or Test. Uh, J- Stephanie says that she has an answer for her. Uh, Tess gets back on her knees and proposes again. And King's yelling, where's Shane? Love that part. Stephanie says yes. They make out. Full on make out. And JR selling it like it's the, uh, you know. Romeo and Juliet. Yep. You go, go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Woo. Uh, The posse come out and attack Tess. Mankind comes out with a chair and attacks the posse with it. Stephanie and Shane are arguing uh, while she's checking on Tess. Mankind tells Shane that uh, this is the second time I've come out here. I'm not doing it again, so we're having our match now. That's a shoot. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. Like I'm not coming back down, guys. Uh, Shane says no, but Mankind says I'll sweeten the pot. And he goes, see this chair? I'll put it down right here, and I'll give you a free shot. Um, so Shane runs back into, runs into the ring, grabs the chair, and hits Mankind with it. Shane starts yelling that he's the new king of hardcore. 
But Mankind gets up right away and starts attacking Shane. Uh, Shane tries to leave uh, through the crowd, but Mankind suplexes Shane over the barrier. Uh, the posse triple teams Mankind, but Tess gets up and attacks the posse. Briscoe and Patterson come out and attack the posse. Stephanie puts a sleeper hold on Pete Gass. Mankind double-armed DDT Shane and puts Mr. Sacco on and puts it on Shane. However, China and Triple H come out. Triple H hits Mankind uh, with a chair in the bad knee, and Shane rolls him up for the one, two, three. It was a little entertaining match. Once again, it's Shane going balls to the wall that he can against Mick Foley. Uh, we see Triple H in China dragging out uh, Shane as he's... I love those parts of like him just being... Unco- not unconscious, but like tired shit. Like, uh, where am I type stuff. We go backstage and we see Jericho and Fink running to a car as Shamrock is giving chase. Jericho gets in the car and drives off with Fink standing there. <laughs> Shamrock grabs Fink and threatens him, but Shamrock asks, what's that smell? And he says, did you just crap your pants? Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. We get a recap from SummerSlam of Triple H attacking Stone Cold's knee after the match. Then we get a promo with Michael Cole with Stone Cold. Uh, Stone Cold said that he had the injury before SummerSlam and that he'll be back uh, in a month or two after getting some rehab for it. Uh, Stone Cold says that when he gets back, he'll get the title back and show Triple H firsthand how good his knee is. Yep. Typical number one star in the company. Oh, he didn't hurt me. I was hurt before. Don't worry about it. He, we can't put him over in any way, shape, or form, can we, Steve? No. It does confirm he's out for a month and a half, though. I'll so come it's... back. I'll win the title from him. It'll be no big deal. He didn't hurt me. I was hurt already. Uh, Cole says that Triple H is the way he is because of Stone Cold and Triple H. I could care less, and I'll get, I'll get back at Triple H when I come back. It's very Hogan-like. I'll beat him with one leg before I do surgery. Like, th- yeah. All right. I don't, need, I don't need both my arms. I'll still beat him with a clothesline. Uh, now, so this is the fun part here. I went to pick up the producer from her shoot work, and I come back, and she's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to go watch an evening gown match because this is our next match, an evening gown match, non-title now. Ivory versus Tori. However, Tori comes out just wearing a men's button-up T-shirt. Uh-huh. Yep. Because, you know, she said she was going to want to rip my clothes off. I, I won't even give her the pressure. She's just walking around backstage naked. Tony Gurria takes off his shirt to give to her. Didn't see that. You didn't see it? No. Nope. That wasn't on there? No. no. Wait a minute. Nope. I'm confused. Yep. Nope. That part wasn't on there at all? Nope. No. So here's the funny part. You know why that's funny to me? Was this next week? No. Okay. I was watching the Blu-ray set I have. Mm-hmm. However, UK version, the Blu-ray set is network edition. I the thing is, I do remember her doing these part. Yeah, Tori walked around because she's a nudist, so she's walking around and like all the guys have to. Like put she shit. has the evening gown on, but all, but they're filming her from behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. She goes, oh yeah, and she just you could see her take the thing off and then just and yeah. She keeps I, walking. I remember that. And then all the officials and Tony Greer are like you trying to are holding her back without touching her because you know they don't want her to go out. Yeah. And he finally takes off his shirt and gives it to her. Yeah. But uh, yeah, mine are ripped off the network. Yeah, that's taken off the network, bro. So what changed in between when that was originally put on the network? Maybe that, maybe. And now. 
Maybe that was was that after the Stone Cold promo? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't on. Uh, yeah, you know, because um, it's going to commercial break. Yeah, it's like if yeah. it's like it's like um, the, the ro- like Mr. Ass and Jeff Jarrett walk yeah. into the ring, but the we sma- go to commercial. The SmackDown music was playing yeah. in the background. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, coming up!" And Lawler's like, "Oh my gosh, you're talking, you're talking. Nope, wasn't on. Yeah, was not on the not That's on the weird. network. So they've they've edited it off since first putting it up. Yeah, that's off the uh, network. Um, Interesting. The match goes about a minute and a half. Tori strips Ivory. Tori attacks Ivory. Then Luna comes out and pulls Tori off of uh, Ivory. Can I be honest with you, gentlemen? Of course. I skipped this match entirely. I didn't even watch it. That's fine. I was like, this next? Nope. Fuck you. Right to the next segment. Didn't even fucking watch it. Okay, Cornette. Fuck (laughs) that shit, dude. (laughs) You've got a Tory rule, huh? Yeah. Let's not... In- Wrong Tory, dude. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I mean, if it was going to Tory, motherfucker, I stopped watching at this point. <laughs> go, to, go to 05, I guess. I right? strategic finish the show. Strategic pausing. <laughs> but there was other matches? I only saw the Tory match. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. 90 minutes. At least that's where I... <laughs> that's what I remember. That's how long it took. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I was like, this is a complete waste of my fucking time. Uh, no one's getting naked, so I don't care. I'm moving on. Checks I out. Just... <laughs> uh, we go backstage with Lillian Garcia with Triple H in China. Triple H says that The Rock can try and beat him, but he won't. Uh, Triple H says HBK better call it down the middle or he'll make Triple H uh, may, or make HBK never walk again. Jesus. Uh, we see Rock in and... this arena, really? Fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, fuck, man. <laughs> Uh, we see Rock and HBK walk into the ring. HBK is promoting his wrestling school. Yeah, uh, I noticed that. I was like, which I at this, young Daniel Bryan. Which at this so very nice. moment has Brian Danielson and Paul London and Brian Kendrick training as we speak in That's August of 99. Phenomenal. <laughs> we see, uh, so phenomenal. We see Al Snow looking for Pepper. We see uh, the Stooges and Cole congratulate Tess and Stephanie as they are leaving the arena. So let's get to our main event for the spring. Second overall SmackDown. For the WWE Championship, Triple H with China versus The Rock with special guest referee, HBK. You get into it. Uh, In all honesty, this is the only match that could have closed the show, though. There's no way Network Exec would have been happy if anything else besides Triple H. Those are the two biggest stars you have on your roster with Austin being hurt. It had to be this match. Yeah. To start off. It sucks for us, but it had to be this match. You're not wrong. Um, my issues with the match we'll get into, but you're, that's, it's absolutely the right call to, to be the main event. Uh, they start the match, but as they fight up the stage, Rock suplexes Triple H onto the stage, uh, then side Russian leg sweeps him on the stage too. Uh, China low blows the Rock and Triple H, uh, HBK sends her to the back. Shane runs down here and argues, w- argues with HBK saying he can't kick China out. Um, and this is another back and forth match between the two. Uh, Rock throws Triple H off the top rope and pins him. Uh, uh, pins him, but Shane is on the apron distracting HBK. Rock hits a swinging neck breaker and then punches Shane. Rock hits the rock bottom and goes for the people's elbow, and he's about to drop the elbow. However, HBK super kicks the rock. Triple H pedigrees the rock for the one, two, three. HBK and Triple H hug it out. And he poses with Shane and Triple H with China coming down to celebrate with all the guys in the ring. So, HBK helping Triple H. 
did not see that one coming. They um they didn't do the flashing red lights that I was just gonna say they didn't uh they did a good job of hiding that they were gonna do the swerve at the end. Because HBK's been the good guy ever since he's come back from being uh fired. Mm-hmm. And now he all of a sudden went heel on SmackDown. Hated it. Yeah. Completely pointless and stupid. Done for no other reason than they felt that they had to put this on network TV. Didn't want to beat their number one baby face clean and didn't want to put over the fucking heel or have him lose. So let's just fucking put Shawn Michaels in the make him the ref and have him screw him for no goddamn reason whatsoever. No. That's never talked about again. It's almost this is almost a one off. Like it was just in its own little special world and it's never discussed again. Like, yeah, he helped him and then he's gone. He's boom. It's I, completely fucking pointless. Jesus Christ. Fucking Vince Russo. Yeah. This, well, no, it's them, again, booking themselves into a corner. Hey, we got to have Triple H and Rock, but hey, we can't have either one of them win, and we can't have either one of them lose. Hmm. I guess we can beat we, The Rock if, uh, we've already, if a referee fucking... We've fucking already won. outplayed China interfering, yeah. or China uh, Shane interfering. Yeah. So let's just have Sean super kick him. I, uh, I mean, I watched this live. Well, I was super hyped for the debut, and I uh, I had forgot about the spot because they did a good job not telegraphing that it was coming. Yeah, no, they didn't. As soon as he said it for the people, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is where Sean kicks him." Then it clicked. That's like yep. I knew what I was like. Oh fuck, this is this moment. At least if it led somewhere, yeah, maybe I wouldn't be so down on it. But it it's literally a one-off. That's, like it might as well just be like, oh yeah. Remember that's that cool. time? Remember that time Sean turned heel for no reason on SmackDown? Yeah. Hmm. So this brings an end to the second episode of of. Uh, Smackdown. So, guys, what show was better? Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, I, wanna, I, I oh. wanted to talk to you guys about this, and I forgot off air. So, uh, we'll, we'll do which show is better, and I think it's pretty obvious. It's Smackdown. Yeah. Uh, however, you going through it again, I kind of made me start to hate it a little bit. I, it's too much going on again. Oh, I could tell. It was. Like, oh, I could tell. Yeah. When you lean back and don't say a word, yeah, I know that's. I was like, not uh, happy. This, this show sucked. Uh, but Thunder was not good either. Um, I wanted to, to keep sure you're the statistician, right? Statistician, is that the right yep. way to say it? Yeah, that okay. way. I like I'll be Tony. I'll be the Tony reality of no sound entertainment. Not based on ratings, because I think we know how that's going to go most often. I want you to keep track. I have a sneaking suspicion mm-hmm. that for the duration of this here podcast, that we will never, ever, once agree. That Thunder is better than SmackDown. Okay, I'm putting it out there. Oh, I <laughs> now what by that I mean uh, two to one. Like it has to be majority, majority rules. Yeah, majority yeah. rules. Okay. I I do not think. Okay. At any point, I can't wait. So Thunder Joe, next will week, ever. We fucking win. we both say Thunder. <laughs> hey, let's let's let yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're gonna say Swerve SmackDown. <laughs> also, we, we swerve Corey right here. <laughs> also, before I forget. Oh. WWE Saturday night. Before oh, we go yes. to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now I... Okay. You have to help me with this. So this is... So the ones you watch are for the next Saturday. Yeah, after two 20th. days later, right? This is okay. the 28th. I'm so confused with our timelines. <laughs> They're taping shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated Dave Taylor. Fuck me. Oh! <laughs> Disco Inferno defeated a guy we just saw on TV, Bobby Blaze. Which match was worse? Disco Inferno and Bobby Blaze. That's sad. Wow. Vampiro defeated Lash LaRue. Oh. 
No, no. Coming up next. <laughs> Public Enemy oh. defeated Horace and Vincent. I was hoping to show you. Did you get to hear the music, Corey? Yes. Were you so excited? I died a little bit inside. (laughs) Ming defeated Barry Horowitz. Because Barry Horowitz. How about this? I thought these guys were getting pushed, but B.A. and Swole. Oh, shit. Defeated Hugh Morris and Jerry Flynn. (laughs) It's the first time I was being pushed. (laughs) Do you lose to Hootie Who? In a, in a match that actually was good, Juventud Guerrera defeated Norman Smiley. Damn. Okay. Mona defeated D.D. Venturi. She's still there? Yeah. And in the main event... Not Patty Stonegrinder? Patty nope. Stonegrinder. This was the main event. Shane Douglas and Dean Malenko <laughs> defeated Scott and Steve Armstrong. Yikes. That was Saturday night for the 28th. Oh. So rough, his whole batch is a rough bump. That's weird. <laughs> so that uh, is underwhelming, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Mona gets the semi main. So who was the chick? Dee Dee. Dee Dee Vent- I looked her up. Can't it's find probably her. Patty Stonegrinder has nope. a different name. It was, it was a young Patty Stonegrinder. <laughs> and I was like, I've never heard of you. And I couldn't find anything on her. Interesting. Mm. So, Where are they digging up all these women? That's a good question. Where the fuck are they finding women to that's, wrestle? I have no idea. And also, where the fuck is Medusa? <laughs> right? But what what happened to that? You never even started. They're supposed to be at Road Wild, but you know yeah, what it was? Nah, nah. The fuck that fucking cell phone rung. She was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Yep. Yeah, you want professional yeah. assholes. So we all picked SmackDown. SmackDown. Pretty. Let's easy. see the, how the ratings did since I can now do ratings. So, boys. I don't even know. Take your guess. Thunder's ratings average. Yes. So you have we give them for I, both. I have for both. I think SmackDown did better. Okay. Oh, okay. Network television. So, so I'm gonna say Thunder did two point five. One point eight. Okay. One point eight. I'll say two point five. Two point five. One point eight. And what about Raw? I mean uh, SmackDown. Uh, I'm gonna go with a four. Okay. Four point eight. Okay. So. Uh, 2.5 and 1.8 for, uh, for Thunder. Uh, Thunder. 1.94. Oh, okay. Get some. Price right rules. It's a win for me, dog. It's I'll, like the queue all over again. I'll go to Raw for a moment. <laughs> Raw got a 5.9. Yeah, okay. Yeah. SmackDown got a 4.16. Price right oh, win for me again. Yeah. 2-0, oh, baby. What'd you give it? 4. Uh, four, four even. Eight, yeah. It's like the queue all over and, again, baby. Be honest, undefeated. I got to say, 4. Point, one six is really not bad for a UPN. Yeah, that's not no. bad for UPN at all. Uh, well, no. If, in fact, and I don't think I'm going to be shocking either one of you here with the factoid that over the first two years it was on air, especially this first year, uh, SmackDown saved UPN from going mm-hmm. under. If they hadn't have gotten this contract, uh, they'd have bit it. What was Nitro? Uh, Nitro 2. was... 2.9. I think, was it? Does Nitro it? ever beat Thunder or not, uh, SmackDown in the ratings? Uh, Probably yeah, two, not from this two point nine. I doubt it. How do you keep track of that? Yeah, I doubt it. I will uh, look into that. Huh? How sad is that? If their B show is handily beating your A show, the only caveat I'll give them is network television. Yeah, just double more homes, but it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So, like we do on the on the Monday Night War stories, let's go to the award show. Thank you. 
what is the best match? Wow. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go out on, on a limb here. Okay. Maybe. I, I never know with you guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Jericho and Road Dog. Ooh. I like the match itself. Way too much shit happened afterwards. And I think, uh, I think maybe the point you were going to bring up uh, was that Jericho said this match was bad because he always has a bad first match. And this mm-hmm. match was good. I thought this match was good. Although I think I finally figured out, you know, he quickly got the rap from the boys that he didn't know how to work. Just complete horseshit. And watching this, I think a light went off in my head and I think I figured out what it was. He was not going WWF style. You know, he was indie. Yeah, he He was was doing WCW indie stuff. He was, um, he could be a little snug with the chops. Mm -hmm. More importantly, like notice right off the bat, you don't see that, uh, Underhook into the backbreaker. You don't see him do that much more after this. No, he did it all the time. In WCW. Yep. And the lion tamer. Yep. Becomes just a generic Boston. Crowd. And I hate it. And all of a sudden, so much. But when he turned, changed to that, all of a sudden he was a good worker. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, if you have the nerve to be like you know stiff or snug, make it look good. You don't know how to work because we work light up here, boy. Which is ridiculous because uh, the acolytes are there, right? I. And I figured it. I, I figured it out. It's not that they are afraid to work stiff. They don't want to put effort in. It's those are the guys bitching. You have to put effort in to have stiff, good-looking matches. Mm-hmm. But Which is why, did, like, but if you just do the hits and shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop, when those uh, other folks show up in a few months, he's probably like, yeah, yeah thank God, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, I didn't think about that. That's interesting. It stuck out to me like a sore thumb here. And what's crazy is, like, I'm sure somebody had just fucking told him that. He'd been like, cool. Yeah. So I'm sure nobody fucking told him. No, because they... Because they're assholes. Yeah, because, like... Bad at their job. It's funny. When this company was down in 97, 98, and people came in, it was like, oh, they're going to help. They're going to write the shift. But now that they're number one and guys are coming in, they're coming from my spot. So, you're not going to help them. You're going to bury them. And because, like, Jericho has said, he's like, I can work whatever. Like, and if you get stiff, I'll get stiff right back with you. Yeah. I'll hang with you. I, yeah. I used to be in Japan, bitches. Yeah, you just got to tell them what, you know, what the style is. Yeah, just, my God, you idiots. All right. But that's my match. What I was enjoyed your, it. What was your match? Uh, Filthy Animals and West Chester Rednecks. That was a really it's good, good match. match too. Uh, I'm going to switch it up. I actually did like the triple threat on SmackDown. I thought he was going to go uh, Tory and I did, too. Ivory. No. Yeah, the, uh, tag, the tag match? Yeah. It's good. It's what, a good match. what was your least favorite? What oh, was Tori the worst match? I mean, Tori and Ivory. I didn't even watch it, and it's fucking Tori and Ivory. <laughs> yes, Tori and Ivory, because you skipped it. Cor- Mona and Didi Venturi <laughs> was better. <laughs> Patty Stonegrinder. Patty <laughs> Stonegrinder. That's fucking. Okay. Maybe a top five name in the history of wrestling. Can I just say that? Yeah. This... That is a fucking phenomenal name. This is this if this isn't a damnation on your product, I don't know what is. You have a women's division. Yep. WCW has incidental Mona. Mona matches every once in a while on Saturday night, and their division is better than yours right now. That's sad, dude. Because Patty's so They better. have one woman under contract, like, and they just bring in like indie help to have her beat, and it's a better division. What's what's crazy about Patty? Is She's a stone Lilani grinder. Kai is not a bad name. It's a badass name. And Patty Stonegrinder is so much better than yeah. that. <laughs> Who is your MVP in it? Why is it not Patty Stonegrinder? It's Howard Finkel, sir, first oh, of all. Fink, baby. Fink, 
crushed it tonight. To me, it was like Lil Nate. Or Fake Down, baby. It I was mean, so good. Fake Down. You're, fake Down. Damn it, that's a good pick. Mine's adjacent. It's Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, but that whole act is fucking money. That's right so funny. Uh, I'm going Fink. Hell too. yeah, dude. Fink running, coming down with the warrior and like, <laughs> hey, I'm taking my show back, you little bitch. And then like, Chimmel beats the crap out of him. <laughs> Chad Chimmel's like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, that stuff's awesome. Moa Dib. Uh, Moa uh, Dib. Well, my, my, I said mine earlier. That's DDP, sir. Uh, fuck that guy. His promo sucked. His match sucked. Ugh. I. Yeah. You got one? Uh, I do. I, uh, my mode dib is the uh, Al Snow. Yeah. That's where I was going to go. But Al Snow, Al Snow boss man. Because well, boss man, mo, it's, bo, it's just like them two because we've been talking high, high praise of boss man for a while. Who's awesome. Who's awesome. And now he's getting stuck into a uh, dog kidnapping storyline. Shocking because he's attached to Al Snow now. And Al Snow... Has been stuck in the hardcore division for a while, which has been having yeah, some good matches here and it's there. It's a ceiling. It, it is a ceiling. But it's where yeah. he belongs. But yeah, <laughs> that's from they are my Moa Dibs. My Moa Dib is the WCW creative team for putting themselves in the position where they booked shit they ended up not promising and had to do some severe editing on a couple key parts of Thunder because they decided to just, for some reason, have a tag title change on Nitro right in the middle of your two tape shows. And fucking idiots, dude. Had to do a whole lot of work that you really didn't have to do. You just waited a week. My God. Could have waited till the next Monday and had that title change. Yep. I would ask you then, Corey, what is your WTF? Uh, it's the Al Snow big, big boss man stuff. It's just, I get it. That company can't help themselves. It, there's already a gimmick around the feud. It's a hardcore feud. Mm-hmm. That's already a gimmick. You don't need to add a little dog that's getting fucking abused and kidnapped uh, to add some spice to the program. I don't get it. I mean, at times in their history, this company has been really good about nurturing programs that resonated with you mm-hmm. and made sense and didn't go Hollywood, quote-unquote, just because it could. And this stuff just sucks. Uh, I will equate it to a match that we all three speak highly of. Uh-huh. It is like adding Shawn Michaels to a Triple H Undertaker Hell in the Cell match. There's no need for a special referee. It's a Hell in the Cell match already. Yeah. It's Triple H and Undertaker, end of an era. You don't need a special referee. It worked out in that case. Yes, it did. But it goes to that point. Should have been an Eminem. Should have been uh, It's like Jim Cornette's fond of saying about most AEW shows he he critiques. <laughs> it's like putting a hat on a hat. You already have a gimmick. What are you doing adding this over here? <laughs> it makes no sense. But here we are. Uh, my WTF is first. We didn't get the. Uh, Blur bitch. Did you oh, get yeah. did you get that? Oh no, they never heard it. Okay. I told you that it's, yeah, it's yeah. so bad they just never they did. Killed so it. we don't get that. 
but I'm going with Corey's like the uh, or Thunder um, having most WCW having your tag type champions lose the Monday before that they have a title defense on a tape show that you did a week ago, and then you have to do the hard editing of. Both teams are in the uh, ring, bell rings, bell rings when they finish, and then we're going back. But then again, famously, this is the company where a tag team had a negative day title reign. There's that so, problem. I mean, this should be par for the course, I par guess. Par for the course. Yeah. Uh, my WTF uh, actually relates sort of to that, uh, but it's a good one. Uh, hard as aside, uh, both shows put an effort on their quote-unquote B shows. Yeah. No, they did. Uh, I, I, they did... Not the best they could do, but they put in actual effort. I was entertained by SmackDown. I was entertained by Thunder. Um, SmackDown was the better show, but like neither show was bad. I mean, we've seen significantly yeah, no, we, worse we've thunders. Seen way worse thunders. Uh, no, SmackDown was the better show. I worry about. So my note was: the, Will it continue? I suspect not. I, I worry about the pacing. <laughs> There's a. There was so much going on on SmackDown. It was like, Jesus Christ. It felt like one of those heats he's been reviewing for months that I never mm-hmm. actually watched. This felt like a two-hour version of it. Yeah. Whereas Raw's the same, but for some reason, this sounded so much more compact than mm-hmm. a Raw does. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, I think that's, I think that's fair. You're, it's fair. I think they were trying so hard to cram as much stuff in on this debut UPN episode. Like... For those who aren't watching, here's what we do, and it's all of it. And it was just like, damn. We don't need all of it. That was a lot. Yeah. Well, this brings in to the first episode of the midnight, midnight, <laughs> midweek. I'm sorry, whatever the thing is on my, the, is that a Yeti? That's the, the mummy. It's the mummy. Um, a mummy? The mummy. Yeah, Jim Cornette booked a mummy. Jesus yeah. Christ. I'll tell you why. Well, this is the end of the first episode of the Midweek War Stories. He didn't want to book a mummy. But his financer, Rick Rubin, famous record producer, yep. wanted a mummy on this fucking show. Um, and now a ninja. <laughs> so you can listen to the Midweek War Stories at NoSoEntertainment.com with, alongside with the Monday Night War Stories, the Pay-Per-View War Stories, the NoSo Podcast at NoSoEntertainment.com and wherever... You find your podcast.